Hello, Sports Box fans, and welcome back to Sports Box. I'm your host, Jude, as always, and we are back. And, you know, I t- I've taken, you know, the, the offseason has been crazy. Um, and, you know, me and Sam, I think it, it's been better that we've been able to recap together, you know, talk about all the trades, talk about all the news. Obviously, there's plenty more news we just saw today. Uh, Bobby Wagner is headed to the Rams, uh, I think is a five-year, 50 million, can earn up to about 65 million. Huge deal, big, big deal. I mean, I don't want to get too far into it. I think the Rams, obviously, you got to put them in the, the conversation for repeating. I mean, they, they brought in Island Robinson. Likely we'll see. We saw Robert Woods already go, but then we also saw, um, we'll likely see OBJ. So it's going to be a Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson-led room, along as with Vance Jefferson. And they're bringing in Bobby Wagner into a defense that is already spectacular. Um, and you're adding a guy like that in the middle of the field. Now, he, he didn't have a great year last year with Seattle. Um but I, I expect a, a rejuvenated, um, you know, all pro type of play or maybe not all pro, but just a, an elite player type um, type of play from Bobby Wagner. I mean, especially with the, the, the cast he's going to be surrounded with, he's not going to be needing to do everything. He has two. He has an outstanding quarter and J- corner in Jalen Ramsey. You got Aaron Donald. You got Leonard Floyd. You got guys in that in that defensive room who, who are absolute beasts by themselves and, and bringing a guy in like Bobby is is remarkable but we are not here to talk about the rams because i think you know the rams are so much more to talk about the rams in their own respective podcast but today we're actually going to be talking not really about a team but the nfl as a whole um and in the nfl you know it's funny because the nfl has always you know they're they're this huge huge league i mean we're, we're talking one of the biggest leagues in the world right maybe it doesn't have the popularity that soccer has uh worldwide just because of you know how how many countries that soccer touches but i think in the realm of most sports nfl has been able to touch most countries um so the nfl has is is a powerhouse on itself and it's obviously probably the most it is the most popular sport uh without a doubt here in the united states of america um but the NFL is also a very interesting place. Um, you never know what they're going to do. Every offseason, there seems to be something different than the NFL does, and it kind of shocks us. Um, obviously, there, there, there's some big things that the NFL has to discuss this offseason. You know, we started with the minor, minority coaching and kind of that that whole gateway of, you know, the whole Brian Flores situation where he was suing the Miami Dolphins and, and suing other NFL teams for really not giving a fair chance where they were saying, Okay, we're going to bring you an interview, but we're already going to get this other guy. So what's the point of the interview for Brian Flores? And, and they've been having to deal with the whole uh, discrimination and, and minorities getting you know head coaching jobs um, for a while now. But we did just see Todd Bowles you know, be promoted from defensive corner to head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is excellent um, you know, for getting more minority coaches head coaching roles. And they've also had to deal with, obviously, the big thing in Deshaun Watson. That, that has been a, a huge storyline for the past year, but obviously it ramped up. Now with Deshaun heading to the Cleveland Browns where he's going to be go playing his football for the next five years, maybe the next five years. I mean, it's all guaranteed, but we'll see how that works out and everything. So they have a lot of things on their hand. But one huge, huge thing that they had definitely knowing coming into this offseason was the overtime rules. Now, the overtime rules have been something that have been longly have been longly debated about are, are they are they good? Are they, are they bad? Because if you're on the side of your team winning Oh, you love the overtime rules. But if you're not on the side of your team winning, well, simply you can't like you, you just can't you can't like them. Um, and every year, you know, there, there's, there's a bunch of controversy surrounding, it. you know, the, the overtime rules was team that flips the coin, whoever wins that coin toss 
everyone's mind already flicked to, okay, if you win the coin toss, you're winning the football game. And, and I think rightly so, right? I, I think there is kind of, you know, the, the stigma that we all feel, you win the coin toss, you're going to win the football game. And, and so that was something that we saw this offseason where a lot of games that went to overtime, we saw the team that won the toss win. Um, so obviously the league knew they had to do something about this, right? So over the past week or past few weeks, the league implemented a new rule um, for the overtime. And it is a big rule change. Now the overtime rules will be each team gets a shot to score. So you win the coin toss, it doesn't matter. If you get the ball first, you score, the other team still gets another shot to score. Now, if both teams end up scoring, then it goes back to the sudden death. So then it is whoever scores next wins, um, if that makes sense. Now, these, this rule is only going to be implemented for now. As we know, it in the future, it could be implemented to the regular season. But for now, the commissioner and the league have made it clear that f- this season alone, it will be played out only in the playoffs. Um, so kind of they're trying to test it out. I, I, to me, honest, I, and I'm going to talk more about the overtime rules and my thoughts. I don't think this should ever get to the point where it does, um, you know, get to the situation where it has to get into the regular season. I just feel like, you know, playoff, there's there's another level that's taken in playoff games. And I feel like this rule would make it interesting only for playoff games. Um, now, the vote was 29 to 3 um, for this rule change. So pretty unanimous decision, if you want to call it that. But I'm going to give my thoughts. And I'm, I might be in the minority. I, I don't, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, I've talked to a few people about it from the from my perspective, I, I kind of think that I'm sort of in the minority of the sense that I don't like this rule. I really don't like this rule and, and, and for a number of reasons. And I'm going to start with, I, I, I think getting to the point where it is was, or, or get this journey to changing the NFL rules makes the NFL look bad. Um, and, and, I'm, and I simply say that because it makes the NFL look bad because of what the media and a certain and certain teams had to say about this rule that they that they felt the need to change it. And that's my biggest thing. Look, I, I talked about earlier how this NFL is the is an absolute powerhouse. But in this situation, they kind of looked very weak. They look like, oh, we were forced to change this. You weren't forced to change this rule at all. You changed it because the Buffalo Bills were upset that they didn't get the ball um, in an overtime game of the AFC Divisional Round versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Right? They, they were upset about that, and that's why I f- feel that this doesn't look good if I'm the NFL because so many teams. Look, the, the NFL overtime rule was implemented in 1974. That is 50 years, practically. We'll, we'll say if you want to be you know, 49, but 50 years, basically, that this rule has been in place. And yes, people... Every year, and I, I wasn't alive, you know, in the 70s, the 80s, and 90s, so I, I can't say what people are thinking, but I would imagine people, you know, on the, the losing end of an overtime game, of course they were upset, right? But is that enough to really change it? Is that really enough to change it? Look, plenty of people were mad about it, but I see this as a problem, not only now for the NFL, because they look sort of weak for changing a rule that's been around for 50 years, fans have complained about it, but I see this as a problem in the future. Because now I'm seeing it as, oh, okay, if one team isn't happy or, or, or maybe a few fan bases aren't happy about something, can that really already sway the NFL and their front offices to change the rules? I mean, that, that seems kind of crazy, right? Because 
the Buffalo Bills were mad that they, you know, lost the game when respectively they, you know, they, they played fantastic football. There's no question about it. It was 25 points in the last two minutes of a game. They go in overtime. They don't even get a shot. Yeah, I'd be mad, but the NFL can't look at that one, a, that one sample size and say, oh, we should change it for all, all the teams because 31 other teams have to deal with this win or lose. And, the, and like I've mentioned, this has been going on for 50 years. So changing a rule that has been going on for 50 years and yeah, okay, maybe... Maybe, okay, I'd imagine most fan bases don't like this rule, but to the point where you have to change it seems a little crazy to me. Now, I do understand, and I'm going to sympathize with those overtime lovers that, yes, it's not a terribly fair rule that it was. You get the ball first, you score. Yes, you can say it was on luck, but that, that that's where the real problem comes in, right? Because that's, that's where we start to separate from just not really understanding football. There's two sides of football. There's offense and there's defense. And to me, it seems as if the defense totally gets forgotten about when we go in overtime. And respectfully so. I mean, we look at the stats, right? We look at the stats. Under the current overtime rules, there's been 163 overtime games. Uh, The teams that have won the overtime overtime, um, coin toss have won 52% of the games. 52% of the games. Doesn't that seem a little weird that we're so critical of overtime, yet only 50% of the time a team that's winning the coin toss has won? Seems a little weird. Um, Now, obviously, we can look mainly at playoffs and in 11 overtime playoff games, um, you know, since they were implemented in 2010. Teams that won the overtime cost have a record of 10 and 1 in those games. So 90% um, of the time winning. So obviously there is a sort of a huge change between just overtime games and then obviously just playoff overtime games. But I I do think it's fascinating that, and I want to look at the 52.8% of the games because I, I think that's a bigger sample size. 11, 11 games isn't that big of a sample size. I guarantee if it was 100 overtime playoff games, we'd be having a different perspective. So I, I, I ask you, I ask you as the audience, is it is it that much of a statistical difference of a team winning a game and a team losing a game and just simply an overtime game? Because I personally think that the NFL got this one wrong. I think they did. I I think this they did and simply because of what happened the next week between the Bills and I'm sorry between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Same situation. The Chiefs win the coin toss. They get a shot, and obviously everyone in their mind is Chiefs won the coin toss, Chiefs have won the game, Joe Burrow, what a fantastic season, but he's not going to the playoffs. Looks like Chiefs are going back to their third straight playoffs. The Chiefs end up losing. The Chiefs end up losing. And, and to me, that the NFL has to look at that and say, this is what we're dealing with. One week, this happens. The offense gets the ball first, the Chiefs get the ball first, and they go and score and win the game. But on the flip side, we look at another team in a bigger stage in the AFC championship game, the same team get the ball first and don't score. And in fact, they lose the game. And the Chiefs in both of these games were home. So I'm not saying that there's not an advantage to winning the coin toss at in overtime. I, I, I think there is, but I don't think it's enough to change the whole entire landscape of the NFL and change the overtime rules where everybody gets a shot. And I go back to the defense. 
I, I, I go back to this idea of playing defense. Look, we, we, we talk about the NFL drafts and NFL draft this season is upon us. We are looking, everybody is looking at what prospects make their defense better. So why can't these guys just play another 10, 15 minutes in overtime? I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, now maybe I'm just, I'm just on the side where it's, you got to play defense. I mean, it, it, it's that simple. You All you have to do is play defense. Because to me, if you're really that really that good of a team, winning the coin toss or losing the coin toss shouldn't matter. It shouldn't. You've got into this position. Your defense has played. You just have to get one stop. We're not asking you to play another four quarters of football. We're asking you to get one stop and get that ball back to your offense because you know what they're capable of. But why is it so hard for everybody to understand that? And football is a two-sided sport. It's not a one-sided sport. Yeah, okay, offense is more flashy, but that doesn't mean the defense isn't important. People practice their whole lives to be great cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers, defensive ends, defensive linemen. They practice their lives for that. So adding this rule basically says, we don't care about your defense. All we want to see is offense. And yeah, okay, maybe it's good for the marketing. But it, to me, it ruins the authenticity of the game. We're getting away from, man, you've just got to be the best and that's all that matters. Now it's like, okay, defense, you don't have to be that good. You know, if you get a stop, you get a stop. Who cares? We're going to get the ball back no matter what. And I guarantee you we're going to run to the situation where both teams are going to score and then the defense doesn't get a stop, and that off, and the and, and, and the one team goes scores, and the next team goes scores, and then the team that scored first scores again, and everyone's gonna be mad and like, oh well, why did the other team get a shot? It, it, it's it, you see, you see what the problem is. You're not fixing anything. You're just elongating the game, and and that's why I have the big problem. And and I'll finish it off with this. We we have seen this in recent history, and I don't know how this really hasn't been talked about. We saw this with the pass interference rule change, right? We saw this in 2019. The NFL implemented a rule that said, okay, we are now allowing you just for the 2019 season. They said we're going to try it out. For the 2019 season, we are going to allow you to review and challenge pass interference calls. It made sense. The season before, um, abysmal calls, abysmal, atrocious PI calls were called. And people said, you know what? Let's go to chalkboard. Let's draw something up. Let's give NFL teams a chance to review PI calls. It did nothing but actually hurt the game. And in fact, it hurt the game so bad that that next summer, after they'd implemented the rule for a season, there was a resounding no to keeping the PI reviewing. There was a resounding no. Because... It looked great on paper. We said, wow, this is this is going to change the game. This is going to make games more fair. But all it really did was make games longer, unnecessary reviews, and it, it took away from it, it, it took away from the football. Look, I mean, if, if you've watched enough football, you know cornerbacks, they they get away with plenty of pass interferences. And in fact, it's almost their job to pass interfere. How else do you think they are deflecting? They just do it in ways that you can't see it. 
So bringing in the reviewing aspect really changed the game because it was like, damn, like you're just, you're, you're, you're hurting their job. And so as great as I think that this will make it a lot more exciting overtime and, and there'll be a lot more overtime to, you know, have, to me, it just doesn't make the NFL look better because it makes them look like they, it makes them look weak, a little weak because they're, they're, they're changing a rule because of a little bit of backlash from one fan base. And two, it's just, it, it, it's not needed. It, it takes away and says, and football is a one-sided game. Offense is what really matters. Defense, we don't care about. You can do whatever. And, and I, I, I think that's a problem. And I think that's a problem. And, and I'm, if I'm going to give a prediction, this may be last two, three years max. I, I understand that they might implement it, but I, I can't see this rule. I think people are going to be start be like, Man, well, I, I mean, this, why we, why do we have this rule? Like, why in two, three years down the road, people are gonna be like, okay, like my team scored first, why can't I just win the game? And you should, because the other team's defense just didn't play well enough, and that's football. Football isn't fair; it's whoever is the best, and, and, and so that's why I'm, I'm lost with this overtime change in Rona. And I think, to be honest, I don't think it's, it, it just brings up problems for the future for the NFL with teams wanting to change rules over the small little things that's what i see anyway guys thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast as always i'm your host